Hello, friends. I'm Annie. And I'm Annie. You're listening to the Macros Universe podcast. Your weekly podcast for a dose of random facts, lightheartedness, health and fitness, and everything under the universe. Thanks so much for joining us on the Macros Universe podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed the topic for this week. We would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review. Every rating helps the podcast grow. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Macros Universe. And feel free to email us email us with any questions, comments, or suggestions at the Macros. Oh my gosh, the macros <laughs> Today is going to be a struggle. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, we can we can start over. Not a problem. Um, but I will probably still have to edit out all of my tongue fumbling, but it's fine. Am I too loud? No, I think you're good. Okay. All right. Let's see. Thanks so much for joining us on the Macros Universe podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed the topic for this week. We would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review. Every rating helps the podcast grow. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Macros Universe. And feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or suggestions at macrosuniverse at gmail.com. Remember, as your friendly neighborhood outfluencers, we are here to grow and progress with you. We can't wait to chat again next week. Bye. Bye. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Okay. That's done. Sounds great. Okay. Now we can move into the episode, which I haven't looked at for a little bit. So it'll be fun. Woohoo. <laughs> hey, food and, and I don't know. I mean, we can, we'll just see I'm how gonna, it goes. I'm going to move this to. Let's see, where's our document for random facts, random facts. Where are you? Random facts, moving you back over here. Okay, um, let me outflu, let me get, the, grab the definition of outfluence really quick again. Urban dictionary. <clears throat> More random definitions? Nope. And any landmark? <laughs> Never mind. What? It was just something weird that popped up. Okay, outfluencer definition. I don't like the definition on Urban Dictionary. I don't like it either. I liked your definition better. Yeah. I just should have been recording when you said it because it was perfect. <laughs> now I can't remember. That moment has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the Urban Dictionary. Well, you had just said, like, something about how you didn't want to be, in, you were like watching influencer or something like that. And you're like, I don't want to be an influencer. Yeah. Like I want to okay. be, well, I we'll be just real. like, 
we'll just see what what happens we'll just hit record and see what happens yeah, well we're already recording so <laughs> oh oh yeah that's right that's right okay um just let me know when yeah we go ahead start okay you want to kind of bring us in first like hey welcome to the macros universe podcast today Today, our topic is going to be on food and mindset, but first we need our random fact of the day, and then I'll take over. Welcome to episode five of the Macros Universe podcast. Today, we're going to talk about food and mindset, but first we're going to have our random fact of the day. Okay, so we had a random fact of the day, but then this morning when I was in the shower, I had this thought that came into my mind. Okay, are you ready? So I was actually listening to a podcast and they were talking about influencers and um, there's just so many things in life right now, like in our day-to-day lives that, you know, people like follow influencers and sometimes like a lot of people take um, what they say as gold and like, or like, I don't know, doctrine, laws, however you define it, right? And then like blindly follow. And I feel like 50% of the time, it's not quite sound advice. So I was like, well, we're kind of not influencers because number one, no one wants, you know, to pay us. Our hot mess is over here. But we're not that famous, okay? But at the same time, I'm like, we're here to help our listeners to like weed out like this mumble jumble of data into like what is good um, sound advice, right? And yeah. so I was like, well, what's 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 the opposite of an influencer? And then I came up with the word, well, the opposite of in and out is out, right? Not in and out, in is out. And so what if we called ourselves an outfluencer, right? <laughs> so we're <laughs> not it. here. We're not being paid to like tell people what to do. We're just here trying to spread, you know, good uh, sound advice from the goodness of our hearts, right? <laughs> and so I looked up the definition of an outfluencer. And from the Urban Dictionary, an outfluencer is the opposite of an influencer, but then it says a person who is paid by corporation to denigrate rather than approbate a service or a product of a competitor. So we're not here to be a corporate saboteur, but we're here to share our um, things that we learn as we, you know, go through this journey of you so, of so-called life that we just seems to. Uh, continually mess up <laughs> yeah in my in, in my like stage of life amen sister I'm right there you with know? You. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we're not here for perfection we're here for progress right and yeah. like you know I I have to admit I I it is nice to see um like an Instagram worthy home or like Instagram worthy food right but that's not always the case. Our lives are not always perfect. So that's my random, I guess, word of the day is that outfluencer. It's the opposite of an influencer. And that's who we are, right? Yeah. <laughs> Our goal is to work on progress, not perfection. 
right. progress over perfection. Yep. <laughs> awesome. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Things that come, come up while I'm showering. <laughs> love it. Love it. Inspirational all- <laughs> moments in the shower with Annie. <laughs> yes. And I also was a little bit disappointed because I was so proud of myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had this light bulb moment. I just came up with a new word. And then the second I Googled it, I'm like, I'm a nobody. <laughs> Someone already came up with that word. <laughs> but you have a, your own meaning for the word, right? Yes, You're not a yes. corporate saboteur. We are not a corporate saboteur. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. There's no intention with being an influencer and like putting anyone down or knocking no. something. It's just like, Hey, we're not perfect. We have some ideas and opinions and, you know, some knowledge to back those things up, but we're just here to share us ultimately our opinions and the, the knowledge that we have to. Yes. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, um, we, since we are talking about mindset today, we're going to kind of talk about how mindset ties in with food and weight loss right so first to be able to talk about that we got to define food what is food and what is the purpose of food so food is something that provides nutrients right and nutrients are substances that provide energy for activity growth and all functions of the body like breathing digesting uh, food, keeping warm, you know, materials for growth and repair of the body and for keeping the immune system healthy. And so food is so important in our day-to-day lives, but it's just so much more than that. As a society, food is also very, very closely tied to our emotions. Hmm. Um, we'll have to see how this ends up panning out, but I don't know the best transition. Okay, so along with our emotions, um, our our food is kind of tied to our mindset and how that affects our weight loss. So to kind of give oh, you a brief, so sorry, sorry to nope, interrupt. Go ahead. So before we move on to that, let's define what mindset is to our listeners. Um, well, I actually have that in here. In case you're wondering exactly what we mean when we say mindset, your mindset is basically your set of beliefs that shapes how you act, think, and feel in life. Okay, so let's stop right there. So um, let's see, let's reword that. Because you said you weren't quite sure how to transition it. Yeah. So if we just did that, so let's see, I said, as a society, food is also tied to our emotions. And then you can lead in and say, um, and- along with emotions, you know, a lot of times our mindset is, let's see, our mindset is, oh, food is also tied to our emotions. And then you can say, um, you know, what else is tied to our emotions? I, and I can be like, okay, let me know. And you're like, mindset is also tied to our emotions. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So, um, when you're ready, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, that's, that's your part. Oh wait, okay. I thought you were going to say as a society food is tied to our emotions. And then you'll say, Annie, do you know what else is tied to our emotions? Yeah. So you want me to just say that? And- yeah, say that. And then I'll be like, yeah, tell us. Okay. Okay. Do you want to know what else is tied to our emotions? What else? Our mindsets. 
Ooh. Yeah. So in case you're wondering exactly what we mean when we say mindset, your mindset is basically your set of beliefs that really shape how you think, act, and feel in life. So I don't think that I really gave too much credit to that before I really started learning about the science behind weight loss. And then I learned really how much our mindset really goes hand in hand when we're trying to lose weight. And the more that I'm learning about our thought patterns and our beliefs, the more that I'm realizing not only does it go hand in hand, but truthfully, our mindset and how much we believe in our abilities plays a big role. So there's research from the Journal of Obesity that says that people were more successful losing weight and getting back on track after slip-ups if they used positive self-talk. Programs like Noom that focus a lot on the psychology of weight loss have really taken off in the last few years. And it's a good reason because if you think about any situation in life, so I'm just gonna use an example of your kids. If you expect, if I use this example with my kids all the time. So I tell them like, if you expect to have a bad day at school, you're going to have a bad day. We just started a new school year and I have one kid in particular who is like, it's going to be a bad year. I just know it's going to be a bad year. And I'm like, yeah, if you expect it to be a bad year, it's going to be a bad year. So what do you want it to look like? If you don't want it to be a bad year, what do you want it to look like? And then this kid was like, oh, well, maybe if I don't want it, like I want some of the things to go well, not everything's going to go well, but I want some things to go well. And so I was like, oh, so what if you just said instead, like, some of this year is going to go really well. At least that's like a little bit of a transition from like, it's just going to be a bad year. Right. And that's how it is. A lot of times with our mindset, we kind of have to babysit things. Um, so if you think you're bad at a certain subject, then you're not really going to try You have a preconceived, preconceived notion about whether or not you're going to do well. Uh, Okay, I'm not a very good tennis player, but Annie, if I told you I was going to give you a million dollars, if you could beat me at tennis, how hard would you try to beat me? Versus to beat you, to beat you at tennis? To beat me, yeah. How I don't know how good you are, but like- I'm For a million good. dollars? Uh, okay, I'll beat you. Okay, you'll beat me. Okay, what yeah. if I said, Annie, I'll give you one million dollars if you can beat Serena Williams at tennis? Uh, if I can get beaten by Serena Williams, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 if you can beat her. <laughs> no way, no way. I know my limits. <laughs> okay, so I give that example because we really get what we expect in that, right? We also know there's there's like a huge reason why, like, well, I'll just ask you, why don't you think you could beat Serena Williams? Uh, because she's a goddess when it comes to tennis. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So even though I give you this really great incentive of like a million dollars, you're still like, well, I don't think I can beat Serena Williams because she's a goddess of tennis. You know, you're like, I'm not that great at tennis or I don't, do you play tennis? I don't even know. I'm just like spitballing with that. But, um, now if, if you say I'll team up with, you know, like, Venus Williams. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just you versus Serena. <laughs> okay, but my point with this is that you're going to try a lot harder to beat me. Like, if I say to you, hey, I'll pay you a million dollars if you can beat me, like, are you going to beat me? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what do you mean, maybe? Like, I'm not very good. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> well, I never played with you, so... Uh... <laughs> But your level of commitment to beating me versus your level of commitment to beating Serena, what's that going to look like? Uh, I 
will definitely beat you. <laughs> I feel like this whole thing, I don't know, you might just want to cut it out. But. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, the, the example there is because we get what we expect. So you kind of have to have a belief in things and not do you kind of have to, we already have beliefs in things, right? So if you have a belief that weight loss is hard, it's going to be hard for you to lose weight then it is going to be hard for you to lose weight because that's the only way your brain knows how to look for it to show up in your life. So you're like, it's hard for me to stick to this plan. And then you're like, oh yeah, it is like, you have no, um, nothing in your plan that makes it easy for you. You've just made everything hard. Hopefully that makes totally sense. agree. Yes. Love that. Okay. So another thing about food, food isn't just fuel for our bodies. We talked about how, you know, mindset influences a lot about how how we feel about food and our emotions um but food a lot of times is tied to um you know cultural celebrations right a uh, graduation like even like spiritual or religious so um scientifically yeah food is a source of fuel for our body I mean, the intake of food and drink stimulate, 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 <laughs> I cannot talk today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> stimulate <laughs> sensory inputs like taste and smell and, um, you know, like our, the stomach's programmed and man, we're both struggling. Yeah, it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle today. It's fine. It's okay. Fine. <laughs> I'm going to back up. <laughs> So food isn't just fuel for our bodies. You know, we have, it, there's emotional tie, celebrations, graduation, cultural, spiritual, religious, all of that. So for instance, um, scientifically, yeah, food is just a source of fuel for our body, right? Scientifically speaking, you know, when we eat and drink, you know, that food stimulates our senses like, taste and smell and then stomach acids that are produced and then you know like certain type of food releases hormones like serotonin dopamine oxytocin endorphins think of that chocolate that most of us enjoy right like it's it's an, a pleasurable experience to eat food and then in addition to that, even at an early age, we are also conditioned to be emotionally tied to food, right? So think of birthday celebrations. How would you feel if your mom brought out a plate of celery and carrot sticks and say, happy birthday, Annie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like both celery and carrot sticks. As so. a five-year-old, how would you react? As a five-year-old, I probably would have been like, what the heck? Where's my cake? <laughs> Now I'd be like, like, what can I dip that celery stick in? I want some cream cheese. <laughs> give me my freaking birthday cake, mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? You know, like when it comes to birthday celebrations, we often have cake and ice cream, you know, graduation or milestone events in our lives. We often go out to restaurants and celebrate. You know, holidays are so often centered around food. Halloween, we got candy, you know, Easter, Thanksgiving, we got 
the big feast, Christmas dinners. You know, no wonder we as humans find food so comforting. So it is not your fault that you crave certain foods in times of stress, right? And there is no need for feeling shameful when you accidentally eat a whole tub of ice cream or that huge bag of Doritos. I mean, it's probably not the best <laughs> thing to do, but at the same time, we need to learn to, you know, remove that shame and guilt from food. And the important thing is to recognize that at times why certain feelings arise and to be mindful and intentional about what you eat. So I think it's really interesting and I kind of want to uh, dive into it more, how we all have different cultures and like how food plays such a central part of like every culture. And I mean, if, if time allowed, we could go through like, you know, Mexico and like Greek and, you know, uh, France and all these different nations, Russia, you know, like how different types of food is like how culturally you know how important it is to each culture but since we're short of time we'll just touch on a couple right and so my heritage is Chinese and our family celebrates Chinese New Year so Chinese New Year is basically um, based on the lunar calendar right and um, during Chinese New Year we get together around a big table we have a feast we have lots of food like noodles symbolize a long life you know like people have fish because in the chinese culture you know the character fish um kind of sounds like uh plenty abundance right and so there's just you know it's it's a comfort thing to think about to be gathered around with family and that's the same as thanksgiving here right you know like you gotta have your gigantic turkey and your cranberry sauce and your stuffing my favorite stuffing give me the carbs stuffing is so good mashed potatoes and potatoes yeah yeah. (laughs) still carbs (laughs) can you think of any other uh celebrations yeah well most of the time i think in the u.s we think of like the culture of the U.S. food is like burgers and fries, right? That's oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of what I think people think of. And, and yep. the Thanksgiving, obviously, um, and then the 4th of July. So, so, yeah, like you said before, most of the time our holiday celebrations tend to be centered around food. If you pick a holiday, there's there's foods that you associate with that holiday, whether that's your family tradition or if it's more of like a cultural tradition, you know? So, so like you said, with Thanksgiving, there's turkey and um, I, I feel like every family kind of has their like unique Thanksgiving dish, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. So we know the Utah, Utah. Nope. We know <laughs> that the U.S. is a melting pot, so we do have lots of foods blended together here from lots of different cultures, and our family cultures are kind of unique as well. And even if we get together as a family, it's basically always planned around food, and that's because we, you know, we need to eat, and it does activate our pleasures and pleasures in our brains when we eat. Well, and you were talking about Utah. I mean, even Utah has their own food, right? I mean, I, I feel like every every other person has a swig drink in their hands and their gigantic crumble swig, whatever cookies, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Culturally, we just love food, okay? We love food. It's delicious. <laughs> um, 
I don't know why this is all still me. <laughs> like this, there should have been more of you in here. So we always need food. It's always here. And we need to be aware of what we eat, of what we eat. And at the end of the day, the purpose of this episode is to understand the connection of our food and mindset together. So our so, culture, go ahead. So let's, let's talk just a little bit more about food and mindset. So why is mindset so important? Like, why do we even care about mindset? Um, so I think kind of because of the example that I gave earlier, where it's like, we, we kind of get what we expect with things. And also because our mindset, there's like, um, so a huge help for me has been to release guilt and shame that we sometimes have with food. So telling ourselves that we deserve to eat a cookie, like that mindset of like, I deserve this thing instead of just like thinking of it as like, like I'm going to treat myself to this like for me that just has so much there's there's a lot of a different emotion behind the I deserve this versus like this is a treat and so kind of thinking of things in that different way that shift in mindset has helped shift my relationship no I love that and also I think just in in addition to mindset like being mindful of what you're eating, right? Eating this cookie. Cause let's see it, see this as a cause and effect, right? So let's, let's just say, um, I'm, I'm trying to like think scientifically. So I think if I remember correctly, roughly, and let an Oreo cookie, like, is, is it like three cookies is, is like 150 calories or something like that? I think it's two. To, to, oh, oh, dang it. I've been eating that extra cookie without <laughs> <laughs> it may be three. I don't know. Honestly, it's been a minute. I well, like Oreos, well, let's just but... say, let's just yeah. say that two or three sure. is 80 calories. Okay. <laughs> if you get the double stuff or the ones with the chocolate coating, oh my gosh, those are so good. <laughs> They're a little more, but we'll just say like, we'll just hypothetically speaking, we have this Oreo cookie and it is 80 calories, right? Okay. So you can when you eat that Oreo cookies, your body's going to gain 80 calories regardless, right? Like the body doesn't care if you're going to be happy about it or guilty about it, right? So you can choose, right? Like just be mindful, okay? Um, I am choosing to eat this cookie. Your mindset is either going to be, you know, I mean, there's, there's different mindset that you have, but we're just going to take two examples, okay? I'm going to eat this cookie oreo cookie and enjoy it right so after you eat this cookie and you enjoy it it's like an a, a enjoyable experience now the other scenario is i'm gonna have this oreo cookie and i don't know i'm gonna like feel so guilty if i eat it but i really want to eat it so i'm gonna eat it and then right after i eat it i feel so bad that i ate it like i have done this before so yeah <laughs> right? Like we all have, but then it's just like, just enjoy the cookie, right? Like between the two experiences, which was more fun, Annie? Well, which one's more fun? And I think another important thing is like, which one tasted better? I know, right? Yeah, it's like for you're, sure. You're so concerned about this extra 80 calories. Like 
the matter of fact is you ate it, like, you know, just enjoy it. Right. And so I think that kind of shows how important mindset is, right? Because um, when you eat food, it's food is fuel. It's just going to give you that calorie and energy source and whatever you need, your body needs it for. Right. So do you want to waste your time? Well, I I don't want to say waste your time. Right. But do you want to spend all your time kind of just feeling guilty over it or just enjoy it? Right. Life is just to me, life is just too short to worry about stuff like that because we have so much stress already. Right. And so having the right mindset could make our lives just that little more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a good way to start with that, if if you are maybe feeling a little bit stuck with it is, and we have talked about this before, but removing the good versus bad labels of food, like the Oreo cookie is not good or bad in and of itself. It's just an Oreo cookie, right? Yes. And so you're just mm. like, it's an Oreo cookie and I'm either going to choose to eat it or I'm going to choose to not eat it. But if I make the choice to not eat it, then like I made that choice and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm not going to, or vice versa. If I made the choice to eat the cookie, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm going to eat the cookie. I'm like, oh, I, I consciously made the choice to eat the one or two cookies. I'm going to eat the cookie and then I'm done. And so making the conscious choice and removing those labels, I think has been really helpful for me in making those conscious choices Um, and removing the label helps get rid of that guilt and shame spiral cycle that we find ourselves in. And, um, I think even removing the idea of like a cheat meal or a cheat weekend or whatever, like. I think just calling something a treat rather than a cheat, like, because when you're cheating, that has bad negative connotations, right? But a treat, there's just such a different feel to it, so. Exactly. Well, and even, I think even in our society, um, the so-called, first removing the labels, right? But then the so-called, quote unquote, good foods, like fruits and vegetables and stuff, people can still go into a debate it as in, um, <clears throat> no, like you should only eat organic. You should only eat non-GMO. You know, you should only do this. Like, and that to me is also putting a label on it, right? Because yeah. you get to choose what you want to spend your money on. You know, if buying organic fruits and vegetables you know, is well within your budget, then yeah, like having a little less pesticide gives you a peace of mind, but you don't necessarily have to, you know, choose organic in order to make a good choice, right? So-called good choice. Right. You can always look at your lifestyle, what fits in your budget, what fits in your lifestyle, you know, and and especially when it comes to the cookie, if you have celiac disease, right, if you have, you know, your body can't tolerate, in that case, eating the cookie is not a good thing, right, Right. Right. (laughs) you know, and so it's always important to look at everything as a whole, like with perspective, and making your own choices, what fits your lifestyle, then, oh, they said that, you know, this person says this is good or I should do this. Well, you get to choose what you want to do. Yeah. 
And I think something that you said so well earlier was you said life is meant to be enjoyed, right? And our food is meant to be enjoyed. So remove the guilt and shame. Remember that food is fuel for your body. And so decide what kind of fuel is going to best fuel your body. And that may look different than someone else. And that is okay. Yes. Yes. hundred percent agree. All right. Well, is there anything you want to add today, Annie? I think that's great. Yeah. So this is kind of just a shorter episode today. Hopefully that was um, informational, helpful. If it is, we would love it. If you guys would let us know, this is the type of um, topic that you want to listen to more in the future. Send us an email, shoot us a message on Instagram, and we would love to hear your feedback. Yeah, for sure. And hey, even if you're like, you know, we don't really want to know about what you guys think about food. That's fine too. Let us know. <laughs> uh, you, you know, they could Be just nice hit <laughs> stop, right? No, just kidding. <laughs> we love all kinds of feedback, positive, negative, neutral, whatever. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks. Man, I don't know about you. I feel like I did terrible today. <laughs> I feel like I did. Oops, I didn't mean to stop my No, video. no, it's okay. Um,